0: What up, what up, what up, what's happening, good people? Welcome to this edition of Herb and Two alongside Tucson Warner. My name is Herb Howard. Every Thursday and Saturday at 1 p.m., we are here hanging out with you wonderful people talking about issues that currently impact the black community. We talk about how those issues impact us as individuals and also how they impact us as a collective and along with your help. We talk through these issues in hopes of finding the optimum solutions, how we can overcome said issues. Again, overcome them as individuals, sure, but perhaps more importantly, overcome them as a collective. Thank y'all a whole lot for choosing to be a part of this conversation. As always, your input is valued. It is certainly appreciated. Anything you want to add to the conversation, please feel free to leave your input in the comments section. We would kindly request that you please take a quick second to share the broadcast, like the broadcast, subscribe to the page so you can get the notifications when the show premieres and goes live. Again, this is Herb and Two. It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. His name is Two. Two. It's happening, good brother. What's up,
1: family? I'm blessed and highly favored, man. How are you,
0: man? I'm straight in the I Ain't got nothing to complain about, man. It's all good. Uh, Weather seem to be turning, turning this week. Like look we, like we might be out of the, you know, them super freezing days, which is cool for me, man. I don't, I don't need much to. I, I put on shorts as soon as it hit fifty. So you will, yeah. So as soon as, will. So as it hit fifty, I will put on shorts. When I see them forties and all, I'm like, okay, we, we getting there, Jack.
1: But we are not really getting there. You just retarded. <laughs>
0: hey, listen, if I can go shorts and hoodie year round, that's how I would rock, Joe. That's my move, Jack. You can't
1: really do that year round here though, G. Nah, it you can't be freezing. Nah, no, that's saying? a fact. And fifty is still freezing. Fuck all that. Nah, nah, nah. 50 that's ain't cold, OG. Nah. It's cold. We just we we our bodies get adjusted, but this there still ain't like, it ain't warm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know my OG moved to Dallas? I was wondering what the <laughs> fuck was going on with your mama, man. I be seeing that post like, the fuck is she on, man? <laughs> hey, I
0: don't I don't think she's actually moved to Dallas. She's like, just like, I'm up. Because she do just be up. Yeah, listen, I still see her stuff around. Like, I guess she ain't moved to Dallas. What's
1: my man name from Real Housewives of Atlanta?
0: Oh, uh, uh. Did you the Jamaican dude beard. with the great beard. Is she chasing that motherfucker? Uh, is he in Dallas? Yeah, nah. She, he, his his
1: spot in Miami, he got the,
0: the Bar 1 oh, joint okay. in Miami.
1: I knew she was Peter. chasing him for a minute, Peter. Peter. Oh my and she God! Was Peter Bumble for a minute. Nigga, she went to Bar One in Miami. I, I know, I it know. I embarrassed thought, me. I didn't know. I thought he lived in Dallas. I've
0: never it? been to Bar One. Oh, okay, and she, I ain't never seen there. Peter. Not, she in Bar One, embarrassing me. I ain't even been to the place. She, she making cry, a video. Baby. She, I'm in Peter. I'm in Peter. Where's Peter? <laughs> Peter. Where's Peter. Staff looking at her like, "Lady, we don't even know that name. Hey, like,
1: Peter Lady. is another word for Peters, too, ain't
0: it?
1: See? <laughs> I thought. <See> what I'm <laughs> saying? We, we was doing the game. My mama son.
0: My mama said? I love your mama. <laughs> <laughs> you get it naturally. <laughs> yeah, I got it honest. Ain't no doubt. I, the apple didn't fall from, okay? Nah, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, nah, but she uh she went down to Dallas in October. The, weekend be- the week before Halloween, the Bears played Dallas the weekend of Halloween. That week, that was probably like that Wednesday. I went out there to the cover the game. She came out there too. My uncle stayed out there. I got cousins out there. She ain't came back.
1: I told you I was looking at the social media. I was is, like, "What's she on,
0: man?" It is, it is first, second week of February. She ain't.
1: Yeah, man, that's 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 love, though, man. That you could just get up and, and bounce and just stay.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy for it, man. If I could, if I could duck a whole Chicago winter, I'll duck the hell out of it. Don't, yeah, don't get salute, me wrong. Salute
1: the mama house. Yeah, I'm fuck with. She
0: you having a good time and she down there. She outside walking every day. Exercise. I can walk out here. It's nice. And, uh, Go ahead, walk around, then do your thing. You want me to come back? No, don't make me no difference. You, I can't win the conversation, though. I can't win the conversation. You know what I'm saying? So like, like, no, I'm happy. To enjoy yourself. You don't miss me, huh? You don't care.
1: I, I Ain't do no right answer, I, bro. I,
0: I do care. I'm saying, like, do you want me? I don't okay, whatever. Do what you're gonna do, man.
1: Salute to Mama Howard. Yeah, i yeah, so. I've definitely been paying attention to the social media. Like, what the fuck is Mama Howard on, man?
0: Yeah, she down, she down there, uh, she down there uh, living her best life, kicking it. She helping my cousins out a lot, though. They need a help right now. Uh my auntie passed, and uh uh so you know they need a, a mother in touch down there, uh, you know, uh every, every now and then. So she down
1: there helping out and
0: they loving it. I'm loving it, it's all good.
1: Man, under man, that, that act, did. man, this <laughs> this weekend was my father-in-law's Eighty third birthday, mm-hmm, mm. right? Yeah. And my father in law is a uh, uh, what's the name of that restaurant? Seafood restaurant, uh, Papados. Yeah, 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 he's a super fan of Papados. So he was like, "Man, I want to go to Papados. I want to go to Papados." So we got the whole family. Man, we went to Papados. G, and as they was bringing out the uh, uh, appetizers, mm-hmm. my father in law started going in and out of consciousness, and looked like he was having a heart attack. Damn. Had to call an ambulance, man. Shut the whole damn Papa Dose down. We waved the fuck out in Downs Grove. Yeah. Had to rush him to the hospital. Shit was crazy, That's man. Long story, old you know, man. He didn't have a... It was scary because the kids was there and all. It was scary in general. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't have a heart attack. He is on some blood pressure medicine, and it was off. So it, was, it had the like, same remnants of Like palpitations. Attack. Yeah. So you know he ended up having to stay out in Downs Grove, spend his whole birthday in the hospital for three days. Man, that shit. Ain't nothing That's worse right. in the world to get old, man. But... You know, shout out to my father
0: in It's something the world worse than getting
1: old. Not getting, old. not getting old. True story, true story. But it just was a, it was an interesting experience, man. Like for everybody involved, man. But I'm glad he's okay. Uh, I'm glad he's okay. My okay father-in-law, he's gonna be coming home today, man. So just want to send out some love to mom, man. That's
0: right, so what's up, man. Salute to your father-in-law for sure. Hate y'all had to go through that ordeal. That's scary as hell. Out in the public alive. and all that, especially on his birthday. That's scary as hell. I'm glad y'all yeah.
1: salute to Big Bang Bella too, man. Bella had her first yeah. cheerleading competition this weekend. She, she, they was, you know, I was at first. I was like, man, I'm gonna fucking cheerleading competition. You gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go. But my daughter was kicking ass. If anything, my kids win that, I'm going to support. Let's Go.
0: You gotta let me know when Big Bang got a got a got a a, a cheerleading competition or something. I'll yeah. go act a fool
1: too. Yeah, she did a thing. I was acting a fool too, man. I was with one ignorant parent.
0: I'll be, be on the, the sideline girl. like. Yeah. Hey, yeah, doing That's the motherfucking
1: demos. That's my baby, you know. Doing. <laughs> my baby,
0: cold, y'all. Oh, they're real. Mm, I mean, so, going yeah. crazy. so, salute to Bella, man. That's what's up, Bella. That's what's up. Uh, you been seeing these uh NBA fights at all? Have you seen these? shits I man? saw one of the clips of Austin
1: Rivers and uh,
0: uh Austin Rivers and uh, Dylan Brooks again.
1: I don't think it was Dylan Brooks. Who was I think he it fighting, was him man? again? No, it wasn't Dylan Brooks. His ass keep getting the shit. he fought. Who did he fight? He just had a fight, Obama. Mo Bamba off the bench, Yeah. right? I don't know what kicked it off, but Austin all the walked to their bench. I saw that. Walked part to it. the last day. he probably Mitchell's made Lions. a bad decision when it's he walked over. It's not smart. He made a bad. De- but it did in the slow mo. It literally didn't look like nobody really connected.
0: Yeah, it's not really cracking like that. Uh, NBA
1: I, fights is like WWE fights.
0: It's not real. <laughs> it's, not real. <laughs> it's not real. It's 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 only two niggas in the NBA that really won't smoke, and Pat Beverly is both of them. <laughs> okay. That's that's they, nobody they thing's not really about
1: that. That Beverly and Matt Barnes Matt Barnes retired
0: <laughs> That's it. Everybody else run up, pop off and cool out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: slow down. Yeah, that shit look drastic at regular speed. Did they slow that shit down? I'm like, did anybody fucking connect, though? Did he think yeah, cause nobody? because
0: they, they big-ass niggas. So you see a bunch of big-ass niggas moving, like, it looked like something going on. Until you be like, there ain't nobody busted grape in this niggas motherfucker. falling
1: down. Nobody at hitting. You got you get knocked out. Come on, man. This Man, shit, they the masters the flop, bro. This shit ain't what's up, bro. This shit yeah, ain't what's that's up. That's the only man. one I saw. There's another one, too,
0: though. Uh... What's his name? Donovan Mitchell got hit in the nuts Donovan by. Uh, right, right. Memphis. That might have been Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I think that was Dylan Brooks that hit him in the nuts i like, Dylan Brooks just wants smoke. He, he's yeah. still
1: mad at Shannon Sharp, huh? He didn't want that smart Shannon Shannon did smoke Shannon Sharp. He did not want the Shannon, Shannon Sharp smoke. It like he wanted that Donovan Mitchell smoke. He didn't really want that smoke. He didn't want that smoke either. <laughs> so you know he ain't prepared for that Shannon Sharp smoke. That
0: Shannon Sharp smoke is different, Joe. Oh, yeah. That's country, that's smoke. country, yeah. That that's, country that's, smoke. That's country smoke. That's Mississippi. That's Alabama, Miss Oklahoma smoke right yeah, there, Joe. You don't want that. You let
1: Atlanta, Vegas, girl. He <laughs> gave it to your ass. Trust me. <laughs> You know what I mean?
0: They don't hold it. These NBA fights, man, it, it don't be. But
1: it is WWE. It's it's no, they're not connected. That shit is all scripted, man. It, it's fun in the moment. did the slow-mo. I was like, i was very disappointed in all you motherfuckers. That shit don't be, it don't be
0: none of that. I'm like, man, you, you dudes, it's not about that, man. Uh, but they funny to watch, though, man. They funny to watch.
1: Uh, we it, need more NBA fights,
0: though. Dude, man, I, I miss them. They used to, have, used to have some decent ones. They was never really super cracking, but you had some decent ones. You have a little scuffle here and there. The Pistons used to get into it with niggas, or the Knicks to get into it with niggas. The Miami Heat. Now some
1: of them NBA fights, them
0: old NBA fights, now, real fights. Oh yeah, uh, who who was it that knocked
1: uh, the white boy out? It was like one of the super. Doctor f- J, huh? Doctor J, Doctor J knocked niggas out.
0: Ah, it was something else. So Doctor J did.
1: Bill Man Beer was a a, a problem.
0: Right, Adrian dude. Maxwell was that a problem Knocked the knocked white dude This was like some 70s it Oakley was
1: a problem
0: him. Anthony Mason Anthony
1: Mason was a problem Rick Mahorn Rick Mahorn was a problem It was like New York and Detroit was all problem they, niggas
0: they, 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 it, was, it was cracker, Joe They wanted to fight was, They wanted to fight and They, they wanted, wanted to fight And they wanted to fight Mike bad Because they couldn't beat the nigga.
1: They wanted to fight anybody they couldn't beat And I respect
0: it yeah. How we gonna, hey, that's how competition should be that's how you should be in high school we might lose the game but we're gonna beat we're gonna in the fight oh and, yes and being that i went to win the young we could win the game that's how you learn we how to don't play want basketball to fight,
1: my boy you learn how to play basketball and the fight consecutively
0: we don't want to fight my boy <laughs> that's at work i remember when Armand williams who is now the uh, property of the state uh <laughs> i wish the brother well um uh, but I remember Armand Williams rose Austin up out the blue into the red west. Boy, Whitney we you had to go to Austin to play one time. Nigga, they lost by one point on the last second shot that shouldn't even almost count it. Mm. Shouldn't even almost count it. The refs got together. They huddled for about three minutes in the middle of that court. Jim going crazy. They came out the huddle. I, I, niggas like, man, no, nah, that, that shouldn't count. We won. I say, hey, I hope they say we lost. Okay, <laughs> do not. If them refs know like I know. They will not emerge from that little huddle they having and say that that basket don't count. Yeah, Just, niggas It was you like that. one second left. This boy grabbed the ball, jab step, took like three dribbles, went to the lane, floated. They got he whole eight old, moves in one second. Boom, 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 fell down. Jim going crazy. Like, no, they huddle up. Hold on.
1: Hey, hey, you want to go home tonight? You want to go home?
0: <laughs> okay. What y'all What you want to do? <laughs> How we getting home tonight? What y'all want to do? Okay,
1: okay, okay. okay. Austin wins.
0: Austin wins. Ain't nothing but Ain't but Ain't but two. two Rent cops in this motherfucker. Real G. Boy, they came out. They. Bucket game over. <laughs> Niggas act like they mad, not me. Y'all won. Yep, that's they, the only way we get on tonight. Hey, they gotta come to Indiana. We could beat them by fifty, fam. But today we leaving. That's fuck is wrong with right. y'all? If you want
1: girl. to go home? They won.
0: They won. That's the game. Yeah, that's man. that's how it was, man. Speaking of Mike, they had uh, MJ Day. MJ Day two three February third 2003.
1: I saw that. I didn't realize what the fuck was going on. It was
0: MJ Day 2323. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's MJ Day, so it was a whole lot of MJ clips and all that highlights going on. People was giving they, they they top five MJ moments or whatever. Um, you got a favorite five MJ moments? Five
1: MJ moments. I don't know the 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 layup
0: switch hands is one against the Lakers going down lane going right to left. The right. more I watch that, the less impressed I am by it. not not that I'm not impressed by it. It was not
1: necessary. In slow motion, that shit is poetry, dog. Oh, it's beautiful. That shit beautiful in slow motion. It's beautiful. I'm not taking away from the move itself. So let me give my five but before you shit on my up, five. Let me, let me give you my five before jumped, you shit on five. Oh, you was a hater. Shit. He was just that much higher than everybody else. You a hater. <laughs> they just weren't okay. <laughs> they, went, man, they couldn't get up to that level. He was on the 11th floor. They were still on eight. Fuck out of here. They was jumping. They just can't fuck with the boy. <laughs> they had already let, been on their way down. Let me give my five. Days. I'm thinking about it as we go. Celtic 63, that's one for yeah. sure. Gay, right, gay bird dunk work on contest, the dunk contest, but it is not the free throw line dunk. That's overrated to me. Yeah, the dunk contest when the nigga had on the threes and the nigga went horizontal in the goddamn air. Yeah. Any nigga that can go horizontal in the air is special. Defying gravity, now I've never seen that done again. Yeah, like he legitimately was like at ninety degrees. Yeah, you know what I mean. Defying gravity. at Defying gravity at that one, right? The um. Uh, the uh the push off for the for the for the win the little guy he got he got it by the little guy off like show punk ass out go of ahead. here go ahead you know what I'm saying bust you down bing
0: Brown Russell was going that way anyway <laughs>
1: the flu game
0: yeah the flu game is that five which was actually poison
1: oh, That's Full five poisoning. that's five
0: uh the the switch the switch hands the sixty three the uh, contest dunk contest push
1: off and flu game
0: okay yeah, the, yeah that's, that's my
1: fine. five right there. That's and
0: a, that's just off the head. That's a
1: great like, five. I did some study, and I probably could get five more
0: easy. Oh, you could easily get five more yeah, for sure. That's that's
1: that's five just off the top.
0: That's a great five, though. Mm-hmm. That's a great five. Um, I don't know, man. It's it be little shit. Like Mike was so cold for me. It be it be little shit. Like fifty five in the garden. His first game back in the in the original Air Jordan ones had blisters and bloody feet after that game playing with them stupid-ass shoes. I'm so, sure.
1: But. Them is the worst shoes, G. Yeah. Mike's in general is the worst shoes, bro.
0: Plus, by that time in his career, Mike, all his shoes was custom-made for his foot. Like, the shoes he hooped in wasn't the shoes you bought, you bought the, the store. The store. Yeah, they they was custom. But he went back and got the original ones before they was doing that for him. Boy, you out here playing in Converse, basically, G. You out here tweaking, Joe. He had a host of
1: some Chuck Taylor joy. You know
0: what I'm saying? But he <laughs> dropped 55 in the garden on them his first game back. uh, Or his first game back in the garden. Um... Dunking on Matumbo, I, I like that one just because I, I remember the clip in the All Star game when Matumbo was like, "You never dunk on me," mm-hmm. and Patrick Ewing was like, "What? He never dunked hit, on him with he the finger." He's like, "All right, cool, got you." So yeah, that that that's one. Um, definitely the 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 last shot, the ninety eight joint. They you gotta you gotta have that one in the facts. Um, damn, it's so fucking many, dog. I love the I love I still I love the six threes with the. The shrug, you know what I'm saying? The mic shrug was, was cold.
1: Uh, one more. You ah. see the mic shrug. That's crazy. The nigga got a shrug. Yeah, G. And everybody know what it is. Yeah, you know what G. I'm saying? Yeah, That's G. crazy, bro. Yeah, G. That's some iconic shit when you got your old shrug, G. I
0: mean, they got yay they get <laughs> one. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. That shit is iconic, though, still, bro. I don't know. Ew. It's it's, it's, so, it's so many Mike moments. That nigga was
1: up. so iconic, G. I used to wear my socks like the nigga and try to walk pigeon toe. <laughs> like, for real, that was the style for niggas in Chicago, G. We would wear two pairs of socks, roll them bitches up at the top, and turn our feet in and walk. I like, I like... Everybody
0: wanted to be Mike, G. Kobe used to just walk like him, talk like Everybody him. Everybody wanted to be the Mike, The game of bro. basketball, the fist pump, all that shit. Mike was different, man. I like Petty Mike, too, though. So I like... I like you know, uh, United American flag draped over the
1: Olympic over the Adidas joint. Yeah, I ain't showing you no Adidas. Somebody goes Reebok, but Reebok. Yeah. You right, Reebok was. He like Nah, I'm, I'm
0: Nike Joe. So <laughs> I like I like Petty Mike in, in, in that sense too. I like Petty Mike when uh, in Penny Hardaway first All Star game, they announced Penny Hardaway, and they snatched his his warm up off when he was coming out. I like that kind of shit too, man. But anyway,
1: uh, that's crazy, man. I know it was Mike Day, but Big Mike. Just side note. Yeah. We got Braun finna take over the... Uh, all-time scoring record. All-time scoring record, right? So yeah. now you're starting to really hear the conversations about... Uh, Mike can't be in the conversation about greatest players Sure. Sure. Uh, I guess it's a segue in a sense, though, but I, I think... I, I say this all the time, and I was thinking about the shit Uncle Walt said, right? How everything is defined by metric, right? White society forced you to define everything through metrics. And the one thing you can't quantitatively count is heart. Right, So when we start talking about the greatest NBA players, there's always this back-and-forth argument about Mike LeBron right now. It bothers me because it bypasses Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And I and my top two is Michael Jordan and, and Kobe Kobe's. Bryant. Mine too. You know what I mean? Now, LeBron might statistically beat them in every category for the rest of his goddamn life.
0: And LeBron's the most gifted basketball player I've ever seen.
1: Body-wise, everything. Yeah. <laughs> right? He has all of what's supposed to make you that guy. But the one thing that he lacks is the one thing you can't count through. You can't measure it. You can't measure it. Nah. Right? And that's what makes the soul of the goddamn game. That's what makes the game valuable. That's what makes me want to put your ass on my team.
0: Yeah. It's that unquantifiable thing.
1: Yeah. He don't go.
0: Like, you, you, you look at, I don't know, you look at Zach Levine. You should want Zach Levine more than you want Allen Iverson. If they both walk in this room, you're like, which one of them you want to win your basketball team? Yeah, I'm picking up right there. Give me, but you're gonna take AI every time. Cause yeah. it's a different He a dog. It's a different thing, Joe. It's a he different a dog, thing. And, a and Mike and Kobe had that different thing that that to me is always gonna keep them a level above LeBron. I salute LeBron, man. Should, yeah, that, that longevity to be in that kind of shape for 20 years, is to the still be of putting player. up 30-point triple doubles and shit like that is
1: bananas. But he's the kind of player for this kind of era. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I make the argument, right, you keep pouring cream in the coffee, you ain't got coffee no more. Mm-hmm. This new NBA is in, it's WWE for real. This ain't the NBA no more. This ain't, this ain't ball. Not the one we used to see. This ain't ball. Yeah. This ain't playground ball. This ain't AAU ball. Yeah. This ain't ball. This is entertainment.
0: It's something different.
1: It's something different. It's WWE. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's WWE, bro.
0: It's different. I was I was listening to them talk about the metrics of the game. Somebody shot a somebody shot a mid-range up like a 17, 18-footer cash. They was like, man, I know... All of the metrics and all the metric guys and analytics guys talk about, you know, that's a low-value shot, right? If You might as well step back and shoot the three and get another point. Hey, man, miss me with that. Mid-range is a part of the game, and the best players had it. That's what Mike ate at. From 93 on, that's what he ate at. I could still get to the bucket, but I I'm going to eat right here.
1: Mello made a career of
0: it. To what Kobe ate at. Melo made a career of it. Uh, Rip Hamilton, career of it. Like, I'ma like, eat right here, bro. That's that's still that's still where the game needs to be, man. Uh I don't know. It's definitely, definitely a different time. I, I think LeBron could play back then. He would just have to he'd have had to grow up. Like Scotty had to grow up.
1: I, I think Scotty is a great reflection of LeBron. But to be be clear though. If Scotty does not have the Jordan tutelage, Scotty don't become Jo Scotty either, in my opinion.
0: He had to grow up. He had to right. man up. He had even to even in nuts that ball.
1: man up and even in that grove. It was a requirement of being next to Michael Jordan. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. I agree right. with
1: that. I don't know if you get that plan next to let's say a Kareem or being or a plan sure. next to an Elijah one. Sure. I'm kind of just thinking of the names of the era. Sure. But I don't know if you get that plan next to a Union. A Union. I don't yeah. know if you get that from them other cats. Sure. Right? Mike is notorious for being that motherfucker like you just said. I like Petty Mike. To the rest of the league, he was Petty Mike. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. When You play him because if you irritate this nigga in any way, it's going down. He's gonna, he's gonna find a reason to dog walk. It's going down. I'm gonna make a manufacturer reason. I'm gonna manufacture a reason, I'm a reason, right? And he demanded that. Everybody knows the story of him stealing on Steve in practice. Yeah, all that type of shit made them motherfuckers winners. It made them winners. They all elevated to Mike's level of dedication. You know what I mean? I ain't here for how you feel about oh, it. Oh, I'm good. We're trying, trying to win, which is why he don't got no friends, which is why the whole league, although they honor him in regards to basketball. That's it.
0: But I don't, I think that people most people they discount his journey on that on that in that boys organization, right? So everybody know, you know, 6 rings and the 2-3 piece and all that shit. But from 84 to 90, he was getting his ass beat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some some seasons really getting his ass beat, but late 80s into that 90 season, good enough, good but not good enough to to to, you know, overcome the Pistons and shit. And so he by the time you niggas got hit, man. I done already put in the work, Joe, to get us to this point. You niggas is gonna help me finish this race so hey, you can fuck off. Well, you ain't got no value. I yet. had to get 18 crackheads out this locker room when I first got hit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, I ain't got time for this, man. So nah,
1: it, is, real, it, man. Is it is what it is. Big Mike, man.
0: Salute to Big Mike. Salute to Big Mike. Uh, I was watching the Grammys, uh, which I haven't watched in I don't even, I don't know how long. I've, I've just been anti, not even so much anti the Grammys. I've been anti how, like, black people every year be, oh, such-and-such such didn't win how many years, and such-and-such and such didn't get this, and such-and-such and such didn't perform. And I'm like, hey, man, that's them people's shit. I don't give a fuck who they give their awards to. That's their shit. My problem is why you care? So that's been my thing with the Grammys for so long. I watched it yesterday. It was a couple of things I wanted to see, and uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, I'll say that. But uh, they were talking about, they said that the, the GOAT conversation is over. Did everybody talking about the, who's the GOAT? They said Michael Jordan, LeBron, Tom Brady, Tiger and said, no. Beyonce is the goat. <laughs> Beyonce is the goat. I said they had a what's his name? Trevor Noah hosting it. He was like, Beyonce is the goat. The conversation is over. She um is now the all-time leader, uh, most Grammys ever won. Uh Beyonce. I think she got to like 25, 26, something like that last night. And uh, so you know, shout out to Beyonce. But um
1: That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that either. Like I said, I ain't most of her career I haven't watched the Grammys, so I didn't
1: know that either. Um, most of her career, I've not paid attention to Beyonce. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I ain't trying to be funny. It just don't it don't move me like that. I like some of her shit. I yeah, like, I, I ain't gonna, I'm ain't. i not shitting on it. Yeah. I, I, you know, some of the music I've heard, again, I'm just out the loop in regards to like, ooh, Beyonce. I'm not a fan like that.
0: Nah, it's, it's crazy. As soon as she's talking about dropping that tour, every woman in the country immediately started figuring out how they was going to finance these tickets. Last week, y'all couldn't afford eggs, though. You know what I'm saying? Last week, we can't afford eggs. This week... We got Beyonce ticket money, but it is what it is. Shout out to Beyonce, but the Grammys was decent, man. Uh, they did a a, a tribute to. They do it often, I guess. This tribute to you know musicians who passed over the over the over the the last calendar year, and uh, obviously Takeoff member amigos got killed in that time. They did a tribute to Takeoff in which Quavo was up there performing a song that he had written to Takeoff, and uh, I thought it was powerful. I thought it was really really moving if I was a crying nigga, I might have dropped a tear. Um I do think it was fucked up uh and it was brought to my attention that you know offset should have been there. And I agree. Like I don't I know they wasn't in the best terms. Not and, and I feel bad for Offset for the fact that your brother got killed while y'all wasn't talking or at least while y'all wasn't on the best of terms. And that's just that's some I'm stressing shit he'd never be able to quite live down. Um, but that being said, if you quavo Y'all
1: and better grow up,
0: man. You got to grow up. You got to get closer to him now than ever before. You got to call him. He got to call you. Y'all got to, whatever this shit, y'all got to sell shit. Whatever
1: it is, yeah. You got to let go of How don't, go, don't this
0: let you know that that shit was petty? It's petty. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? How don't losing one of y'all let y'all let y'all know that that shit is too petty to keep beefing about? And so they should have, he should have been there too. That's his brother too. He loved him. I know that, you know, Quavo and, and Takeoff is actually family and that cu- nephew, uncle shit. But y'all all brothers as I'm sir. And- Takeoff I mean Offset should have been uh on stage with Quavo for the for the Takeoff tribute.
1: Yeah, I agree with uh, that
0: 100%. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought that was I thought it was a good tribute, but I thought uh 100% Offset should have been in there. Him and Quavo need to work that shit out. Whatever the fuck it is. Um that being said, uh the the news around Takeoff's death continues to grow and go on and now you're talking about Jay Prince and what level of involvement he had, what Responsibility or how culpable is he for the fact that Takeoff got killed in his city. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's some hip-hop shit where you know we 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 give people cities kind of I don't want to say arbitrary like they didn't earn it, but it's not a it's not real. You know what I'm saying? It's like King of Philly or uh Trick Daddy run Miami or Rick Ross run Miami or Birdman run New Orleans. Boy, anybody to blow your motherfucking head off in New Orleans and baby can't do shit about it. You see what I mean? Like um, that kind of stuff. But you know, Jay Prince, Jay Prince, being who he is, having the history he's had, he kind of holds that moniker for Houston, which is you know obviously where Takeoff met his demise. And I think Jay Prince is just kind of tired of the the rhetoric around it. And he did an interview um,
1: with Gillian Wallow, with
0: Gillian Wallow, mm-hmm. and he was expressing his displeasure with the with the with the <clears throat> narrative around it.
1: So I got a few takes. I watched the interview. And um I watched the entirety of the interview, and it was Jay Prince, and I'm assuming two of his younger sons, it mm-hmm. was everybody but Jazz Prince.
0: Which was the one that was with them that night?
1: Actually, no. No? No. Okay. Jazz Prince was not with them. Jazz Prince is the most notable of the Jay Prince children. Which
0: though. one was with them that day?
1: The one, so in the interview, they both got on mob ties hats. One of them has a, a hat on with dreads. The other one has a hat on without the dreads and a full beard. Okay. The one without... The, the one with the dreads and the full beard was the one who was actually right next to him okay. as he got shot. The one with the hat on was like coming out from paying for the venue or whatever. Okay. So he was arriving as the shooting had already transpired. Okay. right, But they both, the one with the hat on and the braids broke down crying. In the interview, it was like, man, you know, my family has a level of respect out here. To assume that we would treat anybody in this manner is outrageous. He was like, but at the end of the day, and he made this statement verbatim, he was like, man, we do hold weight. Hands down, we hold weight. But we, again, what you just said, we ain't God. I don't control everything, right? And he was like, and their whole, the entirety of their argument was, it was somebody in the takeoff Quavo camp who acted out of body. Now, here's my, here's my breakdown of that entirety of that conversation. Jay Prince is older than me. So, Jay Prince is probably close to 60, if not in his 60s. Mm -hmm. Right. So, he comes from a different level of tradition and understanding, even in the streets. Mm -hmm. Right. So, when he runs through, when they be like, Houston is his town, it probably was your town. Right. For a time. Sure. Right. And you brought so much allure to the city that you still been able to run off that moniker of this being my town. Sure. But for me, a few things play in here. One, about the lack of tradition and culture that black people really have. So how long does legacy last in regards to, specifically in the streets? How long does that legacy last, right? We was talking off camera a little bit. We from Chicago, right? There's a certain level of respect and honor for the names of Larry Hoover and Chief Malik. And there's this ideology, if you let them out of jail today, that the streets would calm down. No, the fuck they wouldn't. Right. Them shorties don't know who Larry Hoover is. They've heard the name just like everybody else heard the name, but they couldn't identify him. Right. They don't know them people. They'll blow them down just like they'll blow anybody else down because there's no real honor for black legacy. Right. And in the streets, it definitely ain't no honor. Right. So that's what Shorty was saying. Like, yeah, we do hold weight. But if you act out of body, ain't nobody standing in alignment behind the weight of our name.
0: Yeah, then there's a way to leverage my weight. You know what I'm saying? I, I can carry weight. There's a way to leverage it. You know what I'm saying? I got people that can come to Chicago like, hey, bro, I'm in the city, cool. I can show you around, or I can tell you where to go. Or, you know what I'm saying? I might be able to make a call here or there. But if you could just go somewhere and pop off and I be can't like, save you from that shit. Yo, herb my nigga. Ba bah bah bah. And fuck herb too. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck that, ain't, about that.
1: that ain't got shit to do with shit. So that's one response I got from you. Right. Right. It was. Let me say, it was three responses. Then the sac the third one was just the impact of the internet in regards to shaping narratives. Mm-hmm. We think we see shit on the internet. And we think we can define what happened. That is not true. You don't know what the fuck went on, right? right? And they got into the conversation about the Chicago boy who got killed the week previously, the jeweler boy, and they was like, "Man, you know, they saying that everybody's getting these dice games and everybody's getting hit, and they attaching your family to this shit." He said. Both of the conversations. He was like, one, the, the, the takeoff shit wasn't about no dice game. It was over something totally different. The dice game had been finished, right? And he said about the Chicago boy, he said, I never knew who that dude was at all. I never met him in my life. It was a picture circulating because he was standing next to me at a, a Boosie party. He got killed the next day coming out of a Boosie concert. He said the picture was taken by some random stranger. He said, I didn't know who dude was. Never, I didn't even recognize I'd have been in a dude's presence. Right? But you didn't attach this man's death to my family name. Then you attached the 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 takeoff death to my family name. Right? Nobody knows the story of the dude in the the takeoff camp who pistol whipped somebody or hit somebody in the face with a pistol before all the shooting took place. And that's what Jay Prince was saying. Now, if Jay Prince would have had that or the Jay Prince crew would have ended that interview there, that would have been respectable for me. But back to ego and legacy right he couldn't end that shit without sending that thread out to offset. offset and that was not cool as an elder you don't do that right i understand his position like man don't be using my name out here and offset responding i mean is it offset offset responding he was right in his response he was like this is your fifth interview stop talking about this shit. you don't owe the internet nothing you don't owe." he said you you said you flew down there to talk to qc right so obviously y'all got some level of understanding, at least where you can have a conversation, right? You brought up paperwork about the boy from Day Camp who's telling on everybody. Mm-hmm. So this shit is already in the courts, mm-hmm. and what you try to do now is clear your name in the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. Fuck public opinion. You don't owe them people that.
0: Yeah, but in in, in 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 an era of clout, and you still trying to leverage that clout, you still trying to get some capital off that clout, you start to play the game. And for me, that's fuck shit. You're OG. That is not no OG shit to do. Now, if you want to speak on, like you said up to that point, cool. But then when you go into this shit, now you're dropping down into some shit that should be beneath your OG status. There's to a, do that on the internet.
1: There's a saying that if you stay around long enough, you'll watch the hero become the villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. If you look at the trajectory in the history of Jay Prince in regards to hip hop, I got the man's book, so I know how he played in the streets, and he mm-hmm. played in the streets. Mm-hmm. Right. At least per what he's saying in his book. Sure. Right. But if you think about him in context to hip hop, he's been a hero to hip hop. Mm-hmm. Every motherfucker to get their shit stolen, it ain't even just in Houston. He can go get it back for you. He didn't negotiate contracts for sure. people. He didn't negotiate. Sure. He's been a hero, even though he got this legacy of being a goon in the streets. His legacy of being a goon in the streets has probably been a cape to save most of you niggas in these business meetings, in these street conflicts, all that.
0: Honor and honor and respect We talk about it all the time how, you know, the the Irish and the Italians kind of leverage their street cred for their power plays.
1: Mm-hmm. So I I I respect that from him too. Yeah, it's just interesting to watch how you've turned what used to be the hero into the villain for the same behavior.
0: No, I, I, I agree with that. I just, it's it's disappointing to see him get down to that level of talking about, you know, uh, talking to Offset, don't 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 put me in a position where I have to defend myself. That won't be good for your health. And it's like, hey, as an OG, call that man. You know what I'm saying? As an OG, call him. Hey, nephew, check it out. You know what I'm saying? This is what it is. And I, I'm with you. I agree with Offset too. What is, the, what is this media tour you're doing on all this shit? Like, Slow the fuck down, man. Just leave it the fuck alone. You said your piece. You met with the people that you needed to meet with off camera. Leave this shit alone. You using it for you using it for motherfucking clout and goofy shit. And I don't I don't I don't honor that from somebody who I do view as an OG in the game. Like don't don't move like that. You moving like these fucking
1: shorties. Yeah, man. At the end of the day, man, we didn't already lost one brother from this situation. We don't need to lose no more, man. All y'all need to grow the fuck up. All of them. uh Offset and Quavo, y'all need to grow the fuck up. All of them they need to grow the fix fuck whatever up. Whatever The problem is, man, ain't nothing more important than love. Man, love. At the end of the day and love today, and all y'all, Offset and Quavo specifically, that you know y'all all started this journey together. Don't you whatever the petty shit is that came between y'all, y'all need to fix that. Fix that shit, man. Jay Prince, you you are an elder act accordingly. You know what I mean? Period. Um oh, real quick, even before we move forward, I do want to say one thing because there's this other backlash about the internet's pushing back to about Wally, Wallow and Gilly need to have some ownership of having that interview. They're mad that they interviewed them people because they feel like Jay Prince and his family is guilty. One, that's the court of public opinion. Right. Two, Wallow and Gilly have no responsibility to nobody other than to have conversations. Right. Right? Hey, so, media platform. That's it. Right. That's it, and I hate that shit because if, if Jay Prince was on Channel 5, you wouldn't be mad at Channel 5 for having the conversation. Right. We attach certain rules and parameters to our community based off bullshit standards and ideas. And I will say this, too, about Wallow because he specifically opened a conversation like this. He said, man, I'm, a lot of these young boys see me as their peers, and I straighten their ass out immediately. I ain't your peer, I'm your elder. I look a certain way. Right, but I did 25 years in the joint, so I'm twice your age. I ain't your motherfucking peer. Right? I'm an adult. And then he said, and I don't chase being a young boy. Right. I trace I chase adulthood because I value it. I think we need voices like Wallows in the lexicon. Yeah. I think we need voices like Jay Prince's in the lexicon. But don't chase the young philosophy philosophies. Be a grown motherfucking man. Be a grown man and put up some barriers and some standards for these young boys to aspire to. And I think Wallow does that for sure. I thought Jay Prince did it. I just think he he made a bad decision in the ending of that interview. Mm Should have just cut that shit off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Well said. I agree, man. Um, I don't know how in-depth we've had an opportunity to talk about the case of Tyree Nichols who was um, murdered by Memphis Police Department. Um, five or six officers specifically. Uh, obviously, by now, you all know the case of Tyree Nichols. He was pulled over, uh, ultimately beaten to death by uh, several members of the Memphis Police Department. Um, different in this case than many of the other cases that have been national, that have gotten national attention in news, were that the first five officers to be uh accused were black. They were all black. Five black men beat them uh, to death. They were quickly fired and arrested and charged, which was certainly different than we've seen in, in cases with white officers. But nonetheless, that's what the fuck they deserve. Um Later on, another white officer who had been for whatever reason, not fired and arrested. He was then uh, fired. And I think has since been arrested. And I think there was one more that, uh, has also been fired and I I believe arrested. But either way, man, um, interesting in this case, when you talk about these, you know, the first five officers being black and how people have then responded to that as though it is something different than any of these other cases. And I don't think you believe it to be different. And I don't believe it to be different because I don't believe I don't believe that it was um, whiteness per se that made Derek Chauvin think, because I'm a white man, I can kill you, right? He understood the system of white supremacy and its relationship to the blue shield. It's the same thing them black dudes understood the system of white supremacy and its relationship to the blue shield and how it devalues black life. I think the circumstances in terms of the mindset was the same. They just happened to look like Tyree Nichols. But in their minds, Blue Shield gives me the protection of white supremacy. Fuck this nigga.
1: Yeah, man. I don't even think they – I I think you're absolutely right. But I don't even think they thought that deeply into it in regards to, like, Blue Shield gives me the protection to do what I want to do to – Tyree Nichols, right, and I think that over over the last couple of weeks, and the, based on the, like the way we record these shows now, right, sometimes conversations kind of get lost in translation because of the just the time component. That's of okay,
0: because when we drop everything first, it still come back later and bigger on somewhere else. You're like, we talked about that weeks ago,
1: so yeah, that's real we, shit. We can catch
0: it on the back now.
1: <laughs> but I think what really gets exploited in this conversation is the dehumanizing nature in which we respond and treat each other. And that's a direct reflection of how white supremacy has contaminated our belief systems and our brains and our psyches, right? So one of the first things you do in regards to like going to war is you drop propaganda, right? So when you think about the war in Vietnam and when the black soldiers or any soldiers got there, the first thing they are taught to, not call them the Viet Cong, but to call them gooks. right? And the reason you call them gooks because you stop seeing a gook as a human being. I can kill a gook. It's harder to kill a human being.
0: Right? And this I goes, don't know no goddamn insurgents. You can kill all of them. I don't have not one insurgent friend.
1: Real you shit, know what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> Real shit. So we don't think of it like that, but just think about the context of how we use nigga. Think how free-flowingly nigga flows because we don't see each other as men. We don't see each other as human beings. And the Scorpion Task Force in, in Memphis is no different. Right? So... Granted, the the shield, the blue shield of the police department, does give you this extra layer of protection, but the mindset in which they stopped Tyree Nichols with, and I know there's these rumors circulating of why and all that shit but I don't think it even matters. I think they approach that situation the same way the motherfucking BDs and the GDs approach looking at another brother. I think they approach it in the same way the motherfucking foes and the stones approach being another brother. I think they approach it in the same way the Crips and the Bloods look at another brother. It's a very dehumanizing conversation, right? But that's because we've been inundated with the philosophy and the spirit of white supremacy. I say it all the time. Ain't that many black people in America just a bunch of dark-skinned white folks. So we look at each other through the same lens of degradation as the white man, because we despise ourselves. So when they kick that man's teeth in, when they cuff him up and still, you know, brutally abusing this man, they got caught that time.
0: Wasn't they first time? <laughs> that
1: wasn't their first time. First of all, let's be clear: they're a unit within a unit. They're a different brand of police within the police is force. What they do? What the fuck else could they do? Right. You, but, but play outside the lines. But play outside the lines. <laughs>
0: That's what we're here for. That's the only reason the why you would have us.
1: another fucking unit within the union.
0: Right. Good point.
1: <laughs> to call outside the lines. Good this point. Is what the fuck they do.
0: Here are the regular rules, we got a thousand officers to deal with those rules. But we need 50 other niggas that can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Now,
1: and here's some other goofy shit. They, they, three of them was Q's. Yeah. Omega Sapphire and Omega Sapphire disbanded them immediately, right? Now, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to shit on all the cues. I don't want to sit on shit on none of them. But I, I do want to think about the mentality of a Q dog, mm-hmm. at least from the outside, right? Okay. From the outside, they like wild and sure. uncontrollable and sure. all that shit, right? Sure. And again, I'm not shitting on all the Qs or the Qs in general. Sure. You know what I mean? But you think about them specifically handpicking a group of motherfuckers. To color outside the lines, the shoe fits. The shoe, and I'm not putting that on the cue. I'm just saying behavior-wise, right? But that's just a reflection of how the vast majority of black men see black men, and that's sickening, bro.
0: I can go with you. Too. I can go with you that far. I can go with you that far for sure. That's sickening. Uh, it 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 is, it, is, it, is, it is sickening, man. And to to see. You know, dark-skinned white folk treat a black man like that is disheartening. It's um, I'm getting closer and closer to when I say, like, I'm going to go live on a fucking beach somewhere tropical and just eat pineapples and open up a little jet ski rental. I'm getting closer and closer to just being like, fuck that, bro. And I'm just going to go live. I'm going to have two, three pair of shorts, and y'all going to see me making little dance videos like P.I. was doing on his vacation last week. Like...
1: That's dope. But there's another part is that we whether we discussing, you know, police brutality, whether we discussing some of the uh inflated relationship ideas that we have, whether we discussing finance, for me, all this shit goes back to Beach's thing, though. Know, when Beach talks about a zero grade reliance. Mm-hmm. Right? As long as we aren't identifying with the white supremacist narrative, we gonna have failures, bro. Right? Neely Fuller said it best, and we used to do this shit all the time, but Neely Fuller said, until you fully understand white supremacy, what it is and how it works, everything you think you understand will only confuse you. Somebody and come on some radio show side of that. confusing motherfuckers out here, because we, all we do is idolize whiteness, and we don't even know that we idolize whiteness. You don't, man. And it always ends up in the reverse effect. I heard a report about Atlanta and the construct of black capitalism through the lens of what Atlanta looks like today mm-hmm. i got to find that that the 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 vocals from that cuz it needs to be heard here mm-hmm. cuz it just speaks about how the failure of Atlanta is through the lens you can see the failures of black capitalism through the lens of a, what it, what it means to be a black Atlantean today
0: mm.
1: it's, we got to let go of that shit it has to be zero grade reliance and until we get there we're going to see more of this more failed households more fa- it's just more failure you got to let go of they, they narrative and we got to shape our own can't revolt
0: against that and what you love. some else shit. speaks you know. Real you, can't, shit. you can't revolt against that and what you love. And we we love this capitalism shit as much as we suffer from it. As much as we have very minimal access to it, we love it and we pursue it with everything in us, and we do anything to acquire it. And love don't even come close to measuring up in terms of of of, of capitalism. You know what I'm saying?
1: Think about this. G. Much as we talk about police, mm-hmm. it's being anybody in this room can answer this shit. In the black community is being the police a valued job in our community? Yeah. absolutely. fucking If you the police in your family, the motherfuckers are championing your ass. You know why? Because as a police in Chicago with overtime, you make $140,000 a year. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the better jobs you could possibly have as a black human being. Yeah. Right? So you become a breadwinner for the family. You become something to be proud of. You become a staple. Let's be keeping the bean, right? It's whole clubs and lounges and bars. Police bars. they frequent because they know black police going to be there. Chicks is throwing pussy like they throw pussy for the NBA players.
0: That's facts.
1: Because they know these niggas make up certain bag. That's facts. Right? But then let's pull it back another layer. The whole impetus of the fucking police is to lock niggas up. They don't lock nobody but niggas up. It's oxymoronic from the beginning. From jump. But
0: again, hard to revolt against that and what you, you love. Revolt
1: against that and what you love. And so you know, we show I, them that we love it every day.
0: I'm gonna revolt against the police when they make they got they they got they make some of the best salaries in our community. 140. So we fuck with them.
1: Think about that. That's on overtime. This is just basic math. Politicians average the lowest level motherfucker with all of them at 125. Right? Police 140 with overtime. After that, you go straight to for my community, you go from that to the NBA. Those are the two those are the top salaries in our communities. Like in reality.
0: Ain't much else in between. Ain't nothing in between. It's like police politician. Multi millionaires.
1: Ain't no in between the police and the NBA.
0: Not, not not generally speaking, no. I mean, you got a few successful business people, but um, yeah, man, it's 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 fucked up, and and I'm with you, man. We gotta we gotta we gotta turn against that in every in every way possible. Uh, or we just start marrying white folks. <laughs> you know, you saying you people.
1: Hey, that was cold. You cold? you <laughs> know that. Shit. You cold, cuz you cold. <laughs> Fuck with anybody else, man. Herbs and shit.
0: We just started marrying white folks, man. Uh, yes. I was watching you people. The movie with uh, Laurie Murphy, Eddie Lori Murphy Ungeon, and Jonah Hill.
1: Jonah Hill. Every black celebrity that you can think of. Nia Long. Nia, uh, Nia
0: Long is top two, Steve and said. she might not be two. It's her and Sonali Lathan. They have two finest people in Hollywood. It's. Oh.
1: Oh. Do we consider Rihanna being in Hollywood or she's somewhere different? Because <laughs> I just want just want to know.
0: <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I'm taking me along, <laughs> S- and so not No, I'm taking me Long, S- and not Over, over. Uh, Rhiannon, sir. Uh,
1: by yourself. You by yourself. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure.
0: I'm sure. I'm in the extreme minority, especially in this room.
1: Hey, is Kelly Rowland? Yeah, Will we consider Kelly Rowland Holly? Kelly Rowland is. Top Cause five. I, I, I'm keeping them too. You can have everybody else.
0: Kelly Rowland is top five. Yeah. You saw her at The Rock Nation brush? I did. And yeah. I don't know why they
1: was talking about
0: Beyonce. She's oh, she she always been cold than Beyonce. Always. It's never been close. Never. When, when they first when Destiny Child first came out, Beyonce was the third. <laughs> only the only the short uh
1: Latoya Luckett or whatever.
0: The short that one, one was. was 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 less cold than Beyonce. But it was Latoya.
1: It was I got, Belly, a, I got LaToya, a Beyonce then, bias though. I got a Beyonce bias. That being? Like I can't see her as attractive because most of the women in my family look like Beyonce to me. Uh, like it's just yeah, you so regular. What you up, so, cuz? Yeah, you so <laughs> regular worder.
0: guys, <laughs> yeah, give me some eyelash from the near along any day of the week. They still yeah,
1: but up. I saw the You People movie though. Uh huh. And um, it was a romantic comedy, right? It's a rom com, so the shit was corny. Like ninety percent of all rom coms It was mad
0: corny. So it was such an easy little write and watch, An easy little fun watch. That's what it was.
1: So, but it's funny about like the backlash I'm hearing from it. I've heard us come out from the Jewish community, talk about the stereotypes of the movie around Jewish community uh, behavior sets. Then I've heard black people come out about the stereotypes behind black community behavior sets and how it was all bad and bad writing and this, that and the third. And what's my man's name? Kenya Barris wrote it. Yeah. Right. Every stereotype is based in some truth. But it, this for me goes back to the coffee and the cream conversation.
0: People don't say Chinese people can't drive because they can drive.
1: But <laughs> it, but again, like here's everybody mad. They
0: either fucking no traffic or they Tokyo drifting.
1: Everybody's mad. Like I ain't gonna say everybody's mad. A lot of people was liking that movie, but, but in the in the in the in the media lexicon, those people again from the Jewish community and Jewish faith, like this is some fuck shit. They shouldn't have been you know playing on Jewish stereotypes in the way that they did. Some of the black people was like this is some fuck shit. They shouldn't have played on black stereotypes in the way that they did. But again, right, what do we value, right? So you get a motherfucker like Kenyon Burris, and no knock to Kenyon Burris, Burris or whatever his name is, right? But if you do a track record on the shit he's written, it's all like this, right? Now, I'm I'm saying this in this manner. That's the lexicon that the world is in in regards to the value of blackness. It's going to sell it ain't even just selling. We've moved so far the line, down the line away from the cream, but we in the midst of generations, right? Beach is still here. Beach just had a birthday celebrating 90, 90. right? So Beach's black experience is way the fuck over here on the spectrum, right? I ain't had Beach's black experience. No. Ain't nobody in this room had Beach's black experience, no but We've experienced beach, right? So, we still got a relationship to that kind of a blackness, right? Right, right? you keep moving the trajectory along the way to a Lauren Lond- London, who's early 30s or something like that, mm-hmm. right? And who is rom coms usually for? they for date nights for a motherfucker that's you right. know a little easy go 20 out. to yeah. 28 years old, right? They version of blackness, they never seen or met a beach, mm-hmm. They version of back blackness is 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 designed or defined through 60 to 70% of cream in the coffee already.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So they don't relate to this struggle shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Blackness don't hold the same weight as it would for a beach. It don't mean shit to us. We're dark skinned white people. Yeah. So on this side of the spectrum, all this shit is funny. Because I don't relate to this shit anyway. Yeah. What the fuck do Eddie Murphy's Identity, black identity mean in the context of this show? Oh, he's an asshole. I've I already heard, like, motherfuckers, saw that. Oh, I saw that. They were coming to me like, I saw the, uh, whatever the name of this fucking movie is. You people? You people. Mm-hmm. They was like, two, you remind me of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Good. But see, but here's the thing though, right? You looked at that Eddie Murphy character, and he was laughable. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm laughable to your ass too. Mm. But this shit ain't funny. Nah. Cause this is how they execute and taking all your power away from your monkey. No, nah, when you
0: got Eddie Murphy sitting at the dinner table, lifting up the minister and, you know, talking about the crown on his head and,
1: and then they burn that on fire.
0: Fuck, yeah. that shit. Fuck that shit.
1: Fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't like, mean shit.
0: That, that matters. Well, you get a father you say, Oh, you want to marry my daughter? All right, cool. Let me come hang out with you and your partners. And all I hear is about stories that you doing coke to the point of you shitting on yourself. I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to look like that. I'm supposed to think that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: you know so, when he came out with the uh Fred Hampton was murdered hoodie on when he first came out. Yeah. The first person I thought of was you. I'm like, this is hilarious. And, and it shouldn't have been funny. But what, what was on the sweater, what it said was funny to me. I'm like, he is... Because that's black, how. that's black. How, that's yeah, black, being black, that's black, my black, is laughable. Though. Yeah, that's, being that, black, black is laughable. And that was laughable to be like, that's a black, black, black hoodie. You know and what I'm saying? That's, that's one of my favorite, two. favorite
0: hoodies, though.
1: Yeah, that's some, like two. Of very, my very I
0: have on You know what I'm saying? But the, the actual one say, you know, Chicago police, you
1: know, murder. Fred happened, but he, but context though, mm-hmm. we laugh at that shit. Same week this movie drops, Tyree Nichols is beat to death. Are we? Is it funny? is it funny Oh, not a lot. you understand same week this movie drops five thousand immigrants that came in through chicago in the last xyz days right not citizens right being housed in public schools where they remodeling the bathrooms to give them more washers and dryers while i drive past black people sleeping on the street every day citizens is it funny so Black Black is funny. Same week of the... the, the uh, Black Black is funny to us, though. Same week, the uh, video
0: of an immigrant store owner go viral for talking about these ignorant motherfucking homeless people sleeping outside my store.
1: It's funny to us,
0: though. Mm-hmm.
1: Why? And that's what they do. They make it a joke Why they steal all your motherfucking resources because you don't have any value in you anyway. Is it funny, though? Right? So when the Jewish community comes out and pushbacks against that shit, because the Jewish community controls their narrative. Mm-hmm. They've always controlled their narrative. And they go Because it's important to them in maintaining their resources. Hence, Kanye say anything about us, erase the fuck out of dude. Yeah. And every company that's in support of him, either you erase the fuck out of dude or we're gonna erase the fuck out of you. But for us, it's comical. It ain't comical. Right? And, and if it's going to be in a rom-com, then we should recognize it for what it is. My argument is that we laugh at the shit, too. We support Kenya Burris for writing shit like this for the, la- the last show he had on HBO. I don't even know if it was HBO. It might have been Netflix. My point is, even since the Cosby show, we started creating these fallacies of black life. Huxtable family, a lawyer and a doctor. In a home which would have been a goddamn... 30 million dollar home in New York. Mm-hmm. A lawyer and doctor don't get that kind of bread. Even as a lawyer and a doctor, right. they create these lies of what black life is, and we buy into it. Right. And we really believe it. Right. Kenya Burns' last show on Netflix, these motherfuckers had art on the wall, just in the background, it was million-dollar art. Right? This is not real black life, but we aspire to that shit and in our minds, we make it our reality. Our real life is Rose- the Roseanne Barr show. Right, You poor, right. right? And not only are you poor, but you're being taken advantage of, right? And the reason you're being taken advantage of because you don't know nothing about beach black. You don't know about your history. You don't know, you dumb motherfucker. You three grandmothers away from slavery. And that's at the youngest black version. The oldest black version, you might get touch a slave. Today. Right? We make our relationship ideas off of white ideas. One generation of black people made some money. One. That's in the history of America. One generation of niggas made money. That's it. And they still get all the wealth in our community. We look at all the we look at all the rappers. They do not get more money collectively than the baby boomers. And they wasn't hoopers and rappers. They was working in motherfucking factories. And they still own like 70 to 80% of all the wealth in our community. It ain't funny, bro. Because they dying. And we on the ass end of an idea set in white capitalism with no capital. That's what it looked like when you were talking about a bunch of dark-skinned white people. A bunch of dark-skinned white people. An idea. In, in idea. You
0: got all these people aspiring to the same thing. So while you got these white people in this Jewish community and they hoarding all the resources and they're like, yeah, we're going to hold this shit down. And while we're doing that, we're going to make y'all think y'all got the same pursuit of it, which is only going to serve to continue to denigrate y'all more and more. So like that, that, that's, that's just really where we at with it right now. And I think that that's just, it's indicative of where we at, man. And I think that until we are able to identify something else, as our own personal standard for who we want to be, we're going to continue to do this shit. We can't pursue the same thing. We can't do it the same way. I was watching a, 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 a ESPN 30 for 30 thing on the on the uh, Baltimore Ravens from 2000. They had that great-ass defense with Ray Lewis and all the motherfuckers, and they was fucking goons. And it's a great, great documentary. And the documentary starts off talking about how they got this head coach who had came from Minnesota, the Vikings, the year before. And that year the, the Vikings had set all the scoring records with Randy Moss and all that. And Brian Billick came. He wanted to do that offense with this team. And Ray Lewis and them have to, hey, sit them down. Hey, this ain't that. Ain't no fucking Randy Moss. Randy He's Moss ain't no Joe. This ain't that. What we got is it a did. great fucking defense. Mm-hmm. Run the ball with that motherfucker Jamal Lewis, and we'll do the thing on defense. And then they started to do that thing they way, and they was cool. But as long as y'all trying to be like the other motherfuckers who got shit you don't got, you beat them.
1: We don't have the Randy Moss resource. Them.
0: You can't beat them, <laughs> That's man. Shit, bro. You can't beat them. But once they started to understand who they were, man, they walked in that shit in all they motherfucking glory, they walked in the fucking Lions' Then chest out every fucking time. One of my favorite fucking trash talking moments, or just moments of confidence that I ever seen in the sports, was Shannon Sharp. Motherfucker, we talk about all the time. Was Shannon Sharp in the playoff game when they went to Tennessee? And this was Tennessee had Eddie George and Steve McNair, and it was all that shit. And the Ravens was the underdog coming in there, but they had talked shit so much. The Ravens had talked so much shit. The Titans started the whole game off. Before the game started, they got the big screen on. And they put up a video of Brian Billick, the Ravens coach, talking about. You know, we're going to go and we're going to win the game type shit. They put on the whole thing, and the fans start going crazy. Shannon Sharp walked right past the camera. Shannon Sharp said, hey, yeah, we said it. Whatever they say we said, we said it. Not what? <laughs> Not what? You
1: know
0: what I'm saying? Because they, they spent all we talk, Oh, they've been talking about this, and they've been talking about that. And they said Eddie George a baby, and he don't want no smoke with Ray Lewis. And Yeah, we said it. Whatever they say we said, we said it, nigga. And when you start to understand who you are, and what you do well and what serves you best and stand on that shit and walk in your own polarity, man, you can do that shit, chest up, head out, like, or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you should be moving, man. And so we get to that space. We'll be all right. real quick. I need your opinion on these, um, on these, on these mayoral debates. Got a huge election coming up in the city. How do you think that shit is going? How do you think it's ultimately going to play out?
1: Uh, currently we've had a bunch of independent polls come back And some of them are putting Lightfoot at the top of it. Some are putting Paul Vallis at the top of it. Uh, Some of them, and I don't know if these were independent, put Willie in the top conversation. I don't necessarily believe that. But I think more importantly, right, and this is the only part I wanted to harp on, is that pretty soon we're going to be releasing a rubric for black value. Salute to you, brother. A rubric of black value. Not telling you who to vote for, but once you understand what black value is, you can make your own decision. We
0: ain't got Randy Moss over
1: here. We ain't got Randy Moss over here. Right, So we got to make a different decision based on the reality of our lives. Uh, that is what it does. You know what I mean? And we, we can move past that because I do got to go. But I wanted to uh, say this too about even, and it's the totality of this conversation, right? But Ron made a statement about being black, black is like laughable. And I, and I'm, I only want to say this in this sense, right? One generation of black people made money. And they really was inundated into black American culture through the lives of all the people who died. That ain't funny, bro. Because them niggas don't exist today because you cowards. That ain't funny. And and yeah, you ain't on the mic, but I know you didn't say it in a negative manner. I'm saying that the culture. But I'm not putting that on. When I texted to y'all, like, yo, it's cringy, but it's funny. When I texted to y'all, like, go check it out. It is kind of cringy, but. You ain't independent in your thought. And I'm not knocking the movie. It's a rom com. It's supposed to be funny and all that shit. But I'm looking at the responses of the people, right? And it's, it they respond in the way they do because they're ignorant of the our truth. It's just that.
0: And when you have that level of ignorance, it allows people to play in your motherfucking face. That's it. All these police departments around the country, then we're going to honor Black History Month by wrapping these squad cars in Black History Month flags. Red, black and green and shit. Knock man. it the fuck off. Yeah, fuck you, bro. What, what kind of a cruel, what if, Dr. King say it's it's a cruel irony to to tell a tell man to man, pull, us pull us up with bootstraps ain't we got, no, got boots. no boots. It's a cruel fucking irony for you to pull up on me and beat my motherfucking ass and racially profile me in a Black History Month squad car. Get the fuck out of my face with this goofy shit. You playing in my face and you playing in my face because you think I'm ignorant. Yeah,
1: they they play in our face because we are ignorant.
0: That's it, man. We got to go. We will be back here on Saturday. Same time, same place at 1 p.m. Appreciate y'all so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you so much for your input. As always, it was valued. It was certainly, certainly appreciated. Um, for best producer in the podcast game, we like to call her E4O. She prefers to go by.
1: Man, I missed you, Peggy. We missed you today. Peg,
0: you know why she's not here?
1: I, I'm not going to get into that. We're finna get out of here and go. Peg
0: date. Um, Peg date. Shout out to P.I., man. This video will look... Dope as hell when you see it. That is all because of that brother putting his magical touch gotta on end it. We got
1: to end the video with the clip of P.I. doing his dance.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah P.I. was on vacation last <laughs> week. He had in the tropics. He's doing his cruise shit. Hey, hey, That's hey. Bounce going.
1: I bet you he don't put that motherfucking video <laughs> in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ron Real man. One half of the Lightspeed and dark Twins holding it down. Dolo doing all of the hard work behind the boy. We salute you. We appreciate you, brother. Dope, dope-ass team to put this whole thing together, man. We salute appreciate y'all. We're missing Jake, too. Definitely, definitely salute to Jake. Salute. Jake's out here trying to better himself. That's I don't right. Know, man. Know what's going on? We're going to look up at Jake. going to be richer than all of
1: us. He's going to take all our shit <laughs> right on over to the white community. <laughs> what did I learn, fellas? <laughs> the new Englewood. The new Englewood. <laughs> He's gonna have a Harold's and shit. It's gonna be called (laughs) Jinx. Hot sauce and ketchup. Y'all will be amazed. Hot sauce. Look at sauce, y'all. (laughs) This (laughs) Massa. We gotta fucking
0: go. We see y'all next week for two. My name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Peace.
1: (laughs) Saliva (laughs) Lego.